Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Are you saying that because you're now wanking or because you're angry that I don't understand you? Uh, Do you know what, though? It's not just wanking. It's Marks and Spencer's wank. <laughs> Taylor, do you like customer service? Yes! <laughs> oh my God, if I'm ever allowed my own utopia, you guys, I'm going to run it so good. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by comedian and writer Juliet Myers. Yay! Juliet! How are you? Are you well? Thank you for joining I'm, us. Uh, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm pretty much well in this crazy times. Yes, yeah. we are recording this the day after the vaccine's been cleared for the UK. Very yeah. exciting. This is. is coming out in January, so that will have all gone to shit by the time this comes out. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, well, exactly. I mean, you know, what can possibly go wrong? Loads! <laughs> but this was recorded in, in a moment of quiet optimism. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly, which is why we're drunk. And, yes. Um, not like <laughs> yeah, that's been, why. Yeah, yes. We've been drunk for the whole nine months. Well, all that leaves for us to ask is, Juliet, tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I most certainly have. The crime that stays with me most, it's its now actually probably quite a retro crime. Um, Ooh, I was living in Spain. I was a student. I answered the phone. I hated answering the phone in Spain because I, I couldn't understand very well when people spoke to me in Spanish. I was always scared my flatmate would be annoyed. So I picked up the phone and was like, you know, hola, diga. And, and this guy just went. And I was like, uh, I don't understand. And then he said, Master Masterful. And I kept thinking. I don't understand. I know mass is more, but what's to bow? Ah. And I was like, I don't understand. Kissing never going master bow. And he was like, <sighs> Oh my God. And it oh. took me ages to go, Oh, master bow, masturbate. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and I was like, ah, no, no. But even then, I wasn't sure if he knew, because my flatmate had said that she used to get an obscene caller at night, but this was wow. during the day. So then I said, anyway, Evelyn's out. 
(laughs) (laughs) But it was just, oh, like... Ah, You just wanked at the wrong person. Exactly. (laughs) Don't waste that on me. (laughs) Exactly. But it was like, I kept thinking of... I mean, he then called all the time, actually, at the same time. But but I did keep thinking that I could never really (laughs) understand what he was saying. And I did always think, am I supposed to understand this? It's like almost slightly less threatening in another language. Yes, it's, yes. Because it's kind of like, aha, you think this is scaring me, but I don't even know what no, you're saying. Exactly. I've no idea. He'd sort of repeat what he was saying and be like, <laughs> and I'd always think, are you saying that because you're now wanking or because you're angry that I don't understand you're thinking yeah. <laughs> you can't read any of the context you're shouting his like, <laughs> I said <laughs> I said I'm coming or something I don't know but and it wow. just demeaned for Christ's sake I know it's just <laughs> the ends I thought should I say do you speak English oh my god <laughs> Imagine. See, this is the thing. The Brits go abroad. They don't learn the language. I understand it's the sexual abuse. Exactly. All the onus was on him. I don't know if there is a like English for perving course. My uncle, when he answers the phone, he always goes like zero five two six seven one. You know, people that do this quite oh, an old fashioned yes. thing to yeah, say yeah, the number. Yeah. I very yeah. nearly said his home phone number there, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but like Uncle Hannah, I'm, I'm, hi, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's funny the idea of ringing up and just being like because if that was in British he is literally wanking down the phone saying masturbate masturbate yes, um, yes. having a well, masturbate I, oh totally well this is it I was having like a masturbate um, yes because you don't normally say that do you you just yeah, kind it's of it's a little bit on the nose it's a very odd, I don't want to criticise the pervert yeah. but mm, <laughs> it's very uh, I mean <laughs> It was very odd. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, whether he had, to, yeah. he was saying that to kind of get himself in the mood. Oh, I know what it was. It, it was, was morning Mr. glory siesta. because it was the <laughs> oh, siesta, right? right? Uh, so he's, uh, yes. siesta. he's got that, that two o'clock boner that Spanish guys, I guess, get. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> Oh, uh, that would we've actually. Just, we've just bridged the cultural divide there. It's totally, <laughs> that's it's good fine. to understand. <laughs> I mean, actually, if I'm honest, and I feel like I wish I could say this with the Darth Vader voice and in silhouette, because mm. I feel like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Whatever it is, fool me twice, shame on me. Because that was yeah. awful. And I kept yeah. wondering who it, well, it wasn't awful, but it was annoying. And I of kept course. wondering who it was. Yeah. And I, not I, what you want. I have to confess, yeah. and I say this through kind of like, oh, I cringe. Then yeah. about a few months later, I'd put an advert in an English bookshop saying, do people want to practice? I can speak in English and you can speak in Spanish and we can practice. And this English guy rang the number. Okay. And sounded very chatty. And he, he was up front. He said, I, I got your number from the English bookshop and I want to talk to English people because I work for Marks and Spencer in oh. Madrid. And wow. um, we're working on marketing and Marks and Spencer so much more for British people. We can't get Spanish people interested. Can I ask you some marketing questions? And I was like, oh, yes, Marks and Spencer. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and then, and, you know, and he was like, you know, well, you know, I find Spanish women don't wear Marks and Spencer underwear. Um <laughs> Yes, oh. now you oh, see. No. <laughs> oh, no, it's not First question. First question? Well, after a sort of chat, but yes, then when he said it was, yes. Now, Do you know you what, see? though? It's not just wanking. It's Marks and Spencer's wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, oh, yes, I just didn't see it coming. He was like, do you, you know, how much would you? Yeah. And I can't believe I didn't see it coming. No, because coming. he really got you to let your guard yes. down. Yes. And I think that I was... was really like, oh, wow, Marks and Spencer's. And he was like, marketing. And I got the job. And how long have you been in Madrid? And then these questions were like, mm. you know, slowly, how long do your knickers last? Wow. Oh, no. oh, what amazing. I kind yeah. of admire the ability to target somebody's vulnerability like that though like if someone rang mm. up and they're like taylor do you like customer service 
exactly. Do you miss it a little oh. bit? Yeah, it is that psycho. But that's what a fucking predator. Like this yes. is, you know, they prey on. Oh, are you away from home? Yeah. Here. Let me yeah. capitalize on that. Absolutely. He was like, you know, you and me both, you know, hey, you know, Madrid, hey. Yeah. Eh? Uh, but what was awful, well, I mean, not awful, but I was, I just didn't see, you know, he was like, how long do your underwear last and blah, blah, blah. And when I went, oh, come on. He was, <laughs> rather than being sort of like, all right, you got me, or putting the phone down, he was yeah. like, oh, this is so annoying. What, what's wrong with my questions? You know, <laughs> at, Wow. <laughs> no. No. I cringe because the first one, I'm like, well, you know, I couldn't understand what he was saying. The first one, I was delighted and then went, oh. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, isn't it? Like, I've got more respect for the first guy. He was up front. He exactly. was just, didn't waste any of his yeah. time. You know where you stand yes. with yeah. a guy going, Master Bear. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 My first three dates were just like that. It was awkward. <laughs> I do have a question. Imagine if, like, this guy, the second guy, actually does work for Marks and Spencer's <laughs> and they've been trying to sack him for ages. So they were like, let's just send him to fucking Spain. He can't get a suit again in Spain. Oh my oh, God. No. I, do you know, I was surprised there was a Marks and Spencer's in Madrid. I bet there's not. It's just Marks and Spencer's sent him going, yeah, do the, yes. the, the Madrid one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, in the square. guy. Well, and I have to say, I mean, I love Spain. I oh, sort of, yeah. But I think in Spain at the time, and this was quite a while ago now, all of that seemed a bit more, I can't believe I'm going to say the word acceptable, not acceptable, but there was a lot more that culture of not ringing yeah. people up and wanking, but there was a lot of... Bravado? <laughs> yeah. Sexual bravado. Sexual bravado that, you know, hey, you could I walk home. Yeah. And there was, it was a slightly older Spanish male thing that they'd sort of follow you going... Like you were a cat or something, like... <laughs> you're gonna go oh, yes <laughs> well, that's like yeah no because there's but there are cultural like i read um as is ansari's book before he got cancelled yes. is he still cancelled i think I mean, he's totally cancelled He's kind of not cancelled. Really. No, it's only, I, he got a special like five minutes later that's not cancellation he, he's yeah cool. he's, he's, he's good fine he's, he's gonna right. be fine but he did like, he was talking about love in different countries. Right. So like Japan's very repressed and men don't want to ask women out. I think he talked about Brazil maybe more than, maybe he was talking about South America more than actual Spain. But like yeah. the culture is very like the men ask the women out shitloads. And the women are supposed to say no like six times before they actually say yes, which means that Spanish men don't take no for an answer because oh, that's just God. the lady doing the correct etiquette so she doesn't look too easy. Oh, no. So it's like this complete minefield. Oh, my God. It's like, like oh. me and like snacks. No, I won't have one. I won't. No. 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 Put them away. Why did you put them away? <laughs> I it's think like, that did exist a bit more. Yes. So yeah. people would see it as, even though it was annoying and horrible, People sort it was of like this dance, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never have the confidence to say no six times either. Like if I were consenting, <laughs> I would <laughs> not down believe <laughs> that any person in the world <laughs> would be like, "Yeah, I'll hold out. I'll hold out for her." Once, bizarre, once isn't it? maybe six times. Can you imagine? That's a lot. I mean, it might not be literally six, but it's like a whole bunch. Yeah. And yeah. Like no doesn't mean no. It means you know what, sadly, uh, ask me again, and we'll find out if I like you on wow. the eighth time or whatever. Wow. I think throughout my life I've been asked out like all told six times. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that is tragic. One last question before we wrap this section up <laughs> is: How long should pants last? That's the <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a very good because I think I've got pairs that have lasted ages. Uh huh. Like yeah. so long. So I've got some from when I was like 18. So I've got some that are really, really old and I can't quite fit in them anymore. And I'm like, I shouldn't be able to. Yeah, like <laughs> every every now and then I have a cull. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Whereas I feel I have ones that they're a definite no, but then if suddenly the washing machine hasn't like been on and I think, well, I don't want to yeah. wear my swimming costume. Yeah, you're afraid <laughs> it's oh. like the B set come out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Also, when I put on a pair of pants, like during lockdown, I'm like, I want them to be the comfy ones because I can be in them for three or four days. So, <laughs> I'm, 
<laughs> a horrible thing to say. Um, Juliet, what we ask on this podcast? I'm amazed you've been wearing pants because I no longer see the purpose. <laughs> I've got my oh, PJ wow. bottoms and I just don't understand. Oh, I love it. I love, love lockdown because no matter how low you think you've gone, someone's going <laughs> to That's what Taylor Glenn's motto has always been. <laughs> Let me make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> I've put my bras back on, bras, but you know what I mean, a bra a day kind of thing, because I was cold. It's amazing how warm oh, a bra... The extra layer of a yes. bra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> that's good. That's a good, that's another life hack yes. for our listeners. Yes. Go if you're cold, yes. put a bra on. Oh no, because I was going swimming a few months ago. We had to all change like outside under our towels and I could never yeah. manage to put my bra on. And I'd always think, oh, I want my bra on. Yeah. Like, keep me mm. quite a lot warmer. Yes. Anyway, sorry, I've now brought this into bras rather than pants. No, it's a good area. We want to cover all bases. We're here for yes. everybody. Yeah, the only thing that we ask, I'm going to go with the first guy, I think, because that was the mm-hmm. first crime. If he was in front of you now and you could see him and he can't do anything to you, you know, it's just, he's he's in, he's locked You're up in, in jail. Control. What would you say to him if you met that guy from all those years ago? Imperfect Spanish, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll be a translator um, yeah I'd probably be like asquerosa which is what I kept saying to him which is just disgusting <laughs> I, would, I don't know if I'd know what to say to him I'd like to just go oh your mum's here <laughs> or <Yeah, laughs> nice or some of the very angry feminists because I think like when I was a student in Spain women were either not really feminists or sort of murderous feminists <laughs> And nothing in between. Yes, exactly. There's nothing in between. Wow. <laughs> They're like super cool with being sexually assaulted or very cross about it. Yeah. I'm doing such a disservice to Spain, but I'm painting in large brushstrokes. This was a long time ago. I just love the fact that you knew the words were disgusting because you had to learn it. <laughs> I might be able to say it in French. Go ahead. Ah. Disgusting. <laughs> I can <laughs> should I should I do it in Italian now, Kenny? So we've got to put up a video of this moment because you can see the moment that the exact moment Katie loses confidence in what she's about to say. <laughs> Today, we're moving on to the true crime part of the podcast. We're not in Spain. We are on a mail train in Nebraska. That's where we are. Wow. How do we get there? As in opposed the... to a female train <laughs> or a... I always remember in The Three Amigos, there's a gag where he says, oh, it's a mail plane. And he says, how can you tell? And he goes, those little balls. And he just really made me... <laughs> But I didn't get it as a kid. I was just like, it's funny because it's a plane. Anyway. It doesn't have balls. <laughs> um, okay, so it's 1909. Mm. On this mail train, Nebraska, it's being held up by four men holding pistols and wearing handkerchief masks. They threaten mm. to blow up the train with dynamite and steal seven registered mail pouches from the train. Mm. It's a big mm. start. Wow. The railroad wow. offered $20,000 for the arrest and conviction of these men, which in 1909 is so much money. And the post office department offered $4,000. So how much do you think the post was worth that they stole, that they would offer this much money? Ooh. I remember well, it's, it's a mail first... train, so it will be 17% more yes. than if it was a female <laughs> train. Yay. That's amazing. So they actually stole money. It wasn't that they stole an object. Well, it could be objects. It could be packages yeah. being sent. Yeah, bonds, I suppose, and like yeah. Well, my guess was bonds, so I guess it's not bonds because <laughs> you gave it as an example. <laughs> Did they write checks in 1909, or was everything cash? I have no idea. Was there a gold so, rush somewhere? Right? Was it gold? Okay, I gold, think gold is not a bad guess at all. Those gold bars that look like big Toblerones. It's, yeah. it's hard to hide those in the mail, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have jiffy so, envelopes? Um. 
So the mail are offering £4,000. What's the reward from the... The railroad offered £20,000. £20,000. Jeez Louise. So these robbers were successful. They yeah. didn't use the dynamite and they took off with the loot of the mail. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they're wearing okay. masks. And they're wearing masks. So they were very COVID-friendly. <laughs> so the reward is a total of 24000 mm. in 1909. The post must have been worth... A hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Okay. We've got a hundred thousand. Anyone else want to offer? But you think maybe gold, Julia, and Taylor are going with bonds. Yeah. Well, no, because you said bonds. So maybe it just was cold hard cash because I mean, even up until the nineties and perhaps beyond, people have been mailing cash in the post. Like my grandfather used to send me money in the post like I would never mail cash to somebody but in the olden days you know yeah. it's safe in that little envelope in the United States post service so just cold hard cash well yeah. the twist here is actually the bags that they stole of post did not pay much dividends because it was apparently worth only $500 oh no yeah So not a great heist. Five days after the robbery, some boys were playing in the woods and they found two guns and handkerchiefs hidden under a bush. So they told the police, the police put the area under surveillance in case the thieves came back, which they did. And they caught four men, one of which was Frank Grigward. And Frank Grigward is who we are talking about today. Mm. Now, Frank was found guilty of train robbery and sent to jail. How long do you think a man is sent to jail for stealing $500 worth of shit in 1909. Okay, so the thing is, though, this isn't a, a one offence, is it? These people were serially robbing the mail trains and making a menace of themselves. Well, I don't know. Why... I don't know necessarily, but yeah, you're oh, okay. right. Like, so, train sorry, robbers do my, tend yes, to do. That's your interpretation. Yeah, but yeah. If they've gone straight to high reward, these trains are vulnerable to people doing this. So they've got to make an example of him. So maybe they give him life or something stupid. Okay, like Kate's going live. Juliet? I never know how long life is, but I'm going to say, I agree, that I think they'd really want to make a, an example of him because yeah. if they, they want to make sure that people see the railroad as safe. So, and, and America, you know, they seem a bit extreme with their chucking people in jail. Yeah. I don't know, 30 years? 30 years. Taylor, what do you think? I'm sorry, was your question, why does anyone go to Nebraska? I can't remember. <laughs> was it? How many years How does he get in prison? Does he yeah. get? Interesting question that you would leap to that without giving us any more information about this guy. Because uh-huh. as Katie says, like, has he been robbing this particular service or has he done other things? Like he could be this notorious yeah. career criminal. And this was just like his weekend job. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go with like, he gets 50 years. Well, yeah, it prison. was extreme. It was life. He was given life. Now, he was 20 years old when this happens, and he always said that he never did it. He said that he was staying at a boarding house with these guys that he didn't know were train robbers, and he went with the walk with them on the day to the woods to collect the thing. He didn't know they were going to collect the stuff. He was wrong place, wrong time, according to him. Did the others get arrested too? So the others got arrested. They all got arrested. So there was um, four Did they all get life? They all got life. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But as a 20-year-old who was, to what he, he says, innocent, mm. yeah, life. So he was like, I'm not staying in prison, motherfuckers. I don't know if yeah. you said that, but he was like, I no. used to end up at the wrong parties. I sympathize with this guy. <laughs> like, I did not want to be here. This is too much for me. <laughs> so he's in Leavenworth prison. I don't know whether you um, partied there, Taylor. But, um, I think Leavenworth's come up before. It has, though. though, right? Yes, Katie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't remember who or why. And this is in Kansas. Um, and so he is good. Frank is good with his hands. He's good at woodwork. So he's planning this escape and he's making something in the wood shop. What does he make to help him with this escape? So he's in prison. He has uh-huh. a wood shop for leisure. Leisure. Yep. I should say. And he's making something to break out of prison. And it has to be made of wood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Katie's been in a wood shop before. Okay. Could oh, I yeah. get some metal, some sharp metal? I, just, I have a vision. I want to make <laughs> something. But I've seen Orange is the New Black and they have good tools. So they do, don't they? They do have good tools. They keep an eye on them. They, but they do. do have them. And speaking mm. of underwear and when it runs out of date, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Might be a Patreon extra, but no, let's not for that. <laughs> <laughs> Tier three at least, right? <laughs> um, Nobody wants any that. thought. <laughs> what he makes, I suppose. God, what do you make out of wood that you can to help you escape? Yeah. Wood maybe shop. maybe a great big picture frame and you're just like, I need to take this. That guy is waiting for this. Can you just hold the door open for me? And you just keep getting people to hold open doors, saying that you need to take this to the office. <laughs> That's and then good... before you before you know it, you're outside. And then you just run. <laughs> I mean, it's brilliant. Good. I I thought you were even gonna say pretend he was the actual picture. <laughs> you can, you can, that could be take an extra up mine. Part of it. Um, so wow, so I'm going giant picture frame. That's okay. my guess. I think I think maybe he built like a cabinet, and he built himself into it. Maybe okay, yeah. a little and then bit he mails himself no, no. ironically on a mail train. Yes, I don't quite know how this works, but I think um, and and maybe I'm having too much faith in his woodworking and up upcycle abilities but like I reckon he's good at woodwork I hmm. reckon he could pull that off yeah so maybe he's 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 motivated he's hidden himself in a cabinet or something wow I love it okay and Taylor it's very hard to top both of these (laughs) (laughs) love it I love the like excuse me excuse me because I just just relied on people's politeness even in prison (laughs) oh sorry mates Oh my God. Sorry, that looks heavy. Let me get that. If this was a women's prison, that would work. Yes. <laughs> the female workplace. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh my I, God, we should do that as a sketch of a female prison where everyone's just holding open doors for each other. Hey, oh my God, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> just everyone escapes. No, you. No, you. <laughs> sorry, um, Taylor. I'm going to go obscure and he... Um, he fashions a bit of a like medical anomaly and he's like, I'm having stomach problems, but he fashions a little stomach bump that freaks them out. And they're like, we're going to have to send him to the the hospital. And then he escapes from there. That's a good guess because hospitals are supposedly easier to escape from. Yes. So that's good. That's my motto. Can I just say the imagination of these has been wonderful. I've and it's gonna it's gonna be a wooden fucking spade if to it's dig a, a tunnel. Ladder, isn't it? I will scream. <laughs> yeah. I mean oh, it's God. literally that, built a ladder. That makes more sense. Oh, a ladder, huh? Oh. Yeah, finishing the top <laughs> rung. <laughs> it's a shelf. That, Paul, it's a shelf. I'm gonna put my knickknacks on it, you bastard. I got an A and D T. <laughs> Such a tiny little shelf on top, one on top of the other. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Guys, it was a gun. It was a wooden gun that he painted black and they made it look like they were real guns. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. okay. Good. Good. Yeah. It's- I still think the picture thing would have worked. <laughs> I feel like we'll never know, Katie, unless you go to jail. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, it would be worth it to be right, but also it might not be quite worth it. <laughs> well, you like being right, so. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not that competitive. Continue. <laughs> Drunk women solving Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
He and five other guys use the fake revolvers to break out of the prison. They steal, and this is the Oh, fourth. how many did he make? Well, um, I'm not five. sure how many he made, but five guys escaped. Four okay. of wow. them were the guys, it was him and the other bank um, train Oh, robbers. that he doesn't know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is that. This feels as on the nose as the masturbator, like gun, gun, <laughs> gun, 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 gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Because that's the thing, you wouldn't want to make five guns because it would be a bit like... I don't think they've got five guns in, have they? Like, they've probably yeah. made those. <laughs> it's got to be plausible. None of them are shooting, but we feel threatened. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're show. making the noise, isn't it? That <laughs> blokes always <laughs> think they're really good at doing the noise, don't they? They're like, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> oh, that's clinched it. They've definitely got a real gun. <laughs> I love the idea that the guy they're shooting at just hates irritating noises and actually he reacts like yeah. he has been shot. You can just walk out of there with nails on a blackboard. <laughs> yeah. ah, I love so, that. That's another sketch. Just like irritating noises to get out of prison. Yes. Yeah, that's hilarious. Let's go rob a mail train, guys. So, oh, interesting little sidebar. I said that the four men were the four sort of train robbers. We've got the fifth man. The fifth man we have done an episode on before. And Juliet, you probably maybe have heard of this guy. He's quite a notorious criminal. So he is in... Oh my God. Yes, he's in this um, prison. So he's in Leavenworth Prison in Kansas and he escapes in 1910. Can anyone remember? George, the gun guy that I did with the gun nickname. Machine Gun Kelly. Yes, yes, it's Machine Gun. Oh my God, is it? Wow! Yay! Yes, oh, sh- thank fuck Gosh. I didn't have to pretend that I have a memory. Was it the <laughs> that guest who's so famous on the telly? And, That's and, amazing. Yeah, Machine so this, Gun Kelly. Who was who? So he. Yeah. So but that would have been before he was machine gun. Kevin but well, did he really have a machine gun? Or was, or was it? He, was it just a wooden thing? That he was was it? Going <laughs> He was very good at whistling. <laughs> it's fast, guys. See? What happened was they, they steal a prison bus, burst through the prison gates, and they, they get out. Did loads of other people get out following them? According to this, I mean, no, but weirdly, it said that in 1910, the prison was still being built, which feels <laughs> weird time to move people in. There's a flaw in using that as a prison. <laughs> yeah. Machine Gun Kelly and the other three men were captured Frank got away. They were captured within hours. Frank gets away. Ooh, 20-year-old Frank. 20-year-old Frank with his 20-year-old legs. He runs. <laughs> How long oh, do you- to be 20 and running from oh, the Oh, I miss guys that can move, move like that. <laughs> so... Um, how long do you think Frank was a fugitive for? The rest of his life. Okay, rest of his life. Until he had 70-year-old legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they chased him that whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's exhausted. Yeah. There's a lot of marathons, yes. really, on top of each other. And his Fitbit was like, well done, you've done... <laughs> his, his Fitbit caught fire because yes. it was just too much. <laughs> so we've got life, 70 years old. Taylor? I don't feel like people get Called fugitives if it's much more than yeah because also with my one then he just disappears and I assume he dies age 70 so he definitely does something yeah. he gets caught right okay. like at some yes, point you go from fugitive mm. yeah you go from fugitive to like career criminal the same way that like we all get called new talent because we're women right <laughs> We've been running. We've been running for decades, and no one will. No one, because no one gives a no shit. No one gives a shit. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we digress as usual. I'm doing a little bit of a Casey Wilkins here, and I'm not going to tell you until the end. Oh, so oh, I've shit. stolen. I've stolen your way of doing it, Katie. Okay. It works. I'm going to fill in some blanks. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little look at the investigation that followed to start with. So it was one of the first investigations for the Bureau of Investigation, which was the forerunner. Before they became the FBI, like they did when they were catching Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing that there's a name that's cooler than the FBI. Bureau of Investigation. I mean, that's, yeah, that's cool. And um, so they got countless leads from people saying they'd spotted Frank masquerading as like different things and different occupations. What do you think people said they saw Frank as? Anything to get money? Was there cash money for these sightings? 
Or only if it led to a... Oh, good question. I'm not sure if there was a reward for his return. Uh, maybe he was a carpenter because he's good with wood. Very clever. <laughs> mm. Maybe he was, you know, a singer-songwriter. Taylor, any thoughts? Was the question, why would or anyone go him? to Nebraska? Because <laughs> I... Why would any... Do you want to answer that question, Taylor? Why would anyone you go know to what? Nebraska? Fuck me. I've never been to Nebraska, so... It's probably a lovely place. What is it? Is it desert? No. No? I mean, it's flat. It's cornfields. I mean, lovely, lovely people in Nebraska. Great, great college football teams. (laughs) (laughs) Julian, do you have any ideas? Maybe he pretended to be a football guy. No, wait, we're not in Nebraska, we're in Kansas. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, we're in Kansas now. Okay, Uh, that's a different story. So maybe they thought he was the Wizard of Oz's... Yes. Nice. (laughs) Okay. He was pretending to be that mean lady that became the witch in the dream. Yes. Twist. I'll get you and your little dog too. Was he that guy? Oh, exactly. (laughs) She was scary. Did you just say the woman who pretended... Yes. No, because the the witch is based on a lady that hates Dorothy's yes. dog yes. in the I real know. black and white world. I know. It just, I'm sorry, that tickled me. It's just <laughs> acknowledging the inspiration for the Wicked Witch of the West. And we don't talk about her enough. What was her life like? Why did she have yeah. to ride a bike? Why did her yeah. dog bark so much? No one asks these questions. We ask these questions. So basically people um, said... <laughs> That it, they saw him as <laughs> no, it's fine, it's great. <laughs> it's like focus. <laughs> We've um, gone but, to a whole different production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Soon we'll be doing um, show tunes. <laughs> um, so actually, there is a link to a musical later. So, musical <gasps> fans, right, something's coming up. I almost did ready. jazz hands, but I didn't <laughs> want to be too much. <laughs> so you just did one. It's just did just one. one jazz hand. <laughs> Oh god, that's that's something really sad about that. Okay, like a blues, a blues hand. <laughs> Not quite as many notes. Yeah. Um, so he was reported as posing as a Catholic priest and a traveling salesman. Ah. Um, but who knows if mm. the, this these were actual sightings? Yeah. Right. right. So he um, was creepy. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's upped his game. Yeah. It probably wasn't Frank because Frank had managed to get to another country. Now, where do you think Frank went from Kansas? Canada. Well, we've, got to, we've got to say Spain, right? <laughs> For the callback. Masturbate. Yes. Masturbate. <laughs> I've got wood. What's your name? <laughs> so tell us in Canada. I'm going to say France because I'm really good at speaking the language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> should, well, I, should I be called the yes. oh, I'm going to say, oh, God, I mean, so what? We're in the 1900s. So yeah, he, it's three years before the Titanic will sink. Oh, I know that. You. Thank you, Katie. That doesn't happen until 1912. Wow. <laughs> I'm intrigued how far you can get. I I want to say Canada, yeah. but is that that seems too easy? Um, well, can so from Kansas to uh, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. Okay, okay. Taylor got it right straight away. It was Canada. Oh. Yeah. He went down the easy the easy street and he went to Canada and he settled in northern Alberta under the name James Fay. Um, and he began a new life. He ran yeah. a shop. What do you think he sold in his shop? Wood. Wood. Ornaments. <laughs> Ornaments. Fake guns. Oh, I will love it if it's like carved wooden ornaments, but with an aggressive yes. twist. <laughs> They're all armed. I love these elves, but yes. why? <laughs> okay. What well, did you sell? I still think he had a secret craving to build cabinets. Juliet, you're kind of right, because actually uh, he used his woodworking skills um, and he actually built homes. So he built like bigger oh, wow. versions of the things. Uh-huh. So, but wow. at his shop, he um, had a sweet shop. Isn't that adorable? Confectionary. Wow. Um, yeah, then he used his woodworking skills and built homes. Um, and he was a very active member of his church. He got married. He had three children. Oh, he's smart. Mm. If I, I mean, were wanted by the FBI, this is precisely what I would do. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sell sugary treats. Adorable. I'll get married. I'll join a church. Outstanding and church member. Reproduce. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. yes. I'm intrigued by the FBI. Like, how long would they actually pursue someone for? And also, mm. they have no jurisdiction in Canada. Well, this is the oh. thing. So at the moment, they don't know he's in Canada. Um, and he's actually, he's, he's, he's living it up. He's kind of, he's okay. And of course, if we go back to the idea that he never done it anyway, he's just yeah. kind of getting on with his life. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, like, hey, we don't reset. want your wooden drawers here. We just uh, are enjoying our lives. In 1915, this is five years after he escaped from prison. He and his and family. And two after the Titanic sank, sorry. Thank you very much. He moved to the small town of Spirit River uh, and became something that is reminiscent of a popular musical. What did he become in Spirit River? God, I don't know enough about I only know the big ones. It's a big one. <gasps> okay. Can you give us more clues? At the beginning of the musical, he stole a loaf of bread. Oh, Les Miserables. Yes. And what happened to Jean Valjean? Well, he got conscripted, didn't he? Yes, he he did. No, but then when he goes to the, he runs the factory and he says, I run this factory. I am the mayor of this town. So he's the mayor. This is our guy, Frank. Frank becomes the fucking wow. mayor. Frank really helped us with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to sing the musical. <laughs> this, he's this escaped convict. I never saw it, the but it's mayor. great. That is Jean Valjean's story. So for the following five or so years, the FBI didn't concentrate, because it's what you said, Juliet, like how long did they give a shit about this guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and also, if he's the mayor, can he just give himself diplomatic immunity? I dreamed a dream of mail trains by. I love it when Taylor gets a, she gets a little earworm and she just carries on. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. You don't love it. You resent it, but it's a very close emotion, isn't it? (laughs) I do genuinely love it. World War One was kicking off, basically. So the FBI was busy with other shit. Oh, yeah. So in 1928, 18 years after he escaped, um, the case was reignited when there was a credible sighting of Frank in Canada. Oh, shit. Ooh. Who the fuck's dumping him in this now? Is crazy. I mean, he looked, he was 20 and now he's... 38. What? 38. Thank you. <laughs> um, like, nobody looks the same then. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Was there a big reward for him? Like, it just seems... Yeah, is he, like, in the top ten silly Good question. Why such a price on his head? Yeah, why give a shit about that? Do you know what? It's a really good question. I'm not sure if there was a price on his head. He'd always been on the wanted list. There was his photo and there was his fingerprints. Okay. I think maybe it was because it was one of the first investigations the Bureau did. So Uh, then maybe they're a little bit like... Yes. Uh, yeah. That's okay. all it takes. It's just male bravado again. Right. We set up this club and we got we, oh, we're gonna do really well. This club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his photo and fingerprints were sent to the Royal Canadian Mounted <sighs> Police, which is the horsey police. The Mounties. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Mounties. Continue, sorry. Oh, I don't know. It might be the Mounties. It's the Mounties, I think. I think it Do is. they always get their man? Yes. Is that those guys? Yes. yes. Oh, then yes, the Mounties. Mm. Okay. But um, it was five years after the Horsey Police had been given the picture and the fingerprints that they found him. And basically, oh. Frank had moved to Jasper in Canada and he got caught. What do you think led to him getting caught? What was the thing? Oh, I bet he was giving sweets to orphans or something. Like, okay, that's a good narrative. No. You know, something like really lovely and then the law is an ass. Oh, yes, no. okay. Is it, Juliet, like Al Capone? is it like Al Capone and it was tax or something? Interesting. Okay, tax, yeah, because they'll always get you for that. Um, Taylor? What got him caught in Canada? He's a mayor. He... Did he cross the border again for okay. some reason? So they're in their jurisdiction just oh, waiting no. for him because they're obsessed with catching this so guy. He, he popped across the border and yeah. he had like fruit in his suitcase. Yes. yes. <laughs> Literally <laughs> happened to me in New York once. I happened forgot I had a banana. Really? Yes. Happened to me. And they took my passport oh. and they wanted to get my um luggage off the plane like Jesus. and it was in transit and I kept saying to them but it, it's it's not gonna like he, he stood we stood at the carousel with this guy with my passport and I kept saying to him 
a million times. Like I felt so pathetic. I was like, I put the banana in the bin. Can I have my passport back? And I kept saying, but, and he wouldn't answer me after a bit. And I kept saying, um, Oh, that's really scary. Yeah, and they won't I, I was really scared. And I kept saying to him, but if we're waiting for my suitcase, you know, I was like, I don't mean to be rude, but if we're waiting for my suitcase, it's not coming because it's in transit. And I mean, wow, for the connecting flight. Yeah, and I mean, Shit. thankfully though, I mean, he was really mean, and I was really scared. And then because it was literally that I had bananas, and ironically, they were bananas from Central America, and I oh. was travelling to Central America. Oh my wow. god! I was taking these bananas back, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like returning them. But, They're actually more well travelled than I am. That's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> those bananas must be like the air miles on these love you, you're a disgrace um, <laughs> oh Chiquita I know just terrible and um, oh my God. And, um but he this guy was really scary and um yeah he sounds like an arsehole he was horrible and then all that happened eventually was some other woman came along and said to me where's your suitcase and I explained and she said to him she was like this sort of sassy she just went leave her alone give her a passport back and and oh, he did it. and it was wow. like wow I thought there'd be an official thing and I kept and they still I had I kept saying that eventually some other guy came along and looked at the bananas like someone had to come and inspect them and I kept saying I just want to put them in the bin now I'll put them in the bin please let wow. me put. and he said no there's no need um, and I was like, surely we haven't gone through all of that just so I didn't throw my bananas in the bin. Oh, man. But, so he was just a Dobbsworth cunt. Yes, yes, he really was. Wow. And so mean because he wouldn't reply to me after a bit. Oh, he just ignored me. Cunty. I was really oh. cunty. And I was I was really so weird, though, because I thought I'd be a lot more assertive, whereas I was assertive, but I could hear my voice was very, um, please don't. But it's, it's really hard because they've all got guns. Yes. Yeah. It's not your country. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, you've yeah. said plainly mm. everything that you can possibly say. Exactly. And then they're fucking yeah. ignoring it like a power play. Yeah. And then it's like, what the fuck else is well, there to well, do? Well, that was it really. Yeah. You know, so many people were saying to him, the flight isn't, you know, the, yeah. The bag is in transit, but also, what? I kept saying to him, but do you want to look in my bag? And I don't think he did. I think he just wanted to now, I think he wanted to help me get my bag off the carousel so that then they could chat to me longer oh, about man, my banana. No. I don't know. Weird. He sound, yeah. I don't like him. So basically, he gets arrested. What do you think he gets arrested for? You were saying, um, Juliet, you said tax evasion. Yes. Um, Taylor, you said... Uh, cross the border, yeah. cross the border. And Katie, yeah. you said giving sweets to orphans. Fruit. I said <laughs> fruit in a suit. Well, I said he was giving sweets to orphans, but you wouldn't get arrested. I I thought you meant when you first asked that question, what was he doing when he got arrested? And I was just oh. going for the biggest contrast. But if he actually was doing something that was technically illegal, yeah. Because did he get arrested? Because they're like, oh, you don't like this guy? Just come with us for questioning. No, he was doing or something were they illegal. Arresting? Oh, he, he was, was doing at- something illegal. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, so he's in Canada, he's a mayor, and he's doing something that is definitely illegal. And if it helps, he d- I don't think he realised oh. that it was illegal. Oh, masturbation? Masturbation? Importing something. He should have been declaring his American tax this whole time if he was only paying tax in Canada. <laughs> okay, American tax. We've got uh, masturbation. It's my life, am I right? <laughs> Cheers, Taylor. Um, I'm so sorry. Julia, anything to add? <laughs> well, I, I was sure of the, not sure of the tax there. I thought it was an option, but now I think maybe not wanting to go back to the fruit <laughs> conversation. <laughs> sure. But I actually think maybe it was that. That, that does like, make sense, actually. That mm-hmm. he did he know he was. I mean, I'm interested to know whether he was doing this intentionally illegally or whether it was an accident. Well, I'll tell you what it is, and you can decide for yourself. That's a good question. Um, so he was arrested for hunting out of season. Oh, so, oh, wow. oh, oh! That, that feels like a rule. They only arrest people they don't like for. I'm only excited because I'm yeah. from Pennsylvania, where there is the biggest deer overpopulation in the world, and this is a real hot topic. 
So really, okay. I find it interesting well, that they have seasons where you seasons. can. Um, the point yeah. is, he was um, <laughs> hunting martins, and um, apparently you can do it sort of like not like Martin clones, like it's a type of animal. <laughs> okay. Martin, wow, yeah. <laughs> Although in one thing I read, they said fox. So basically, he was Poor hunting for Martin something. Sheen. Oh God, <laughs> his life um, could have been ended. So yeah, it, he was hunting out of season. He was fingerprinted by the horsey police, and they matched the fingerprints to the wanted wow. man. Uh oh. No. Yeah. What a random. I mean, that's oh. You play talk- tennis, so we caught you, motherfucker. After ten, no. fifteen no. years. No, he got sloppy. He shouldn't have been hunted. Well. Yes. Katie's diagnosis is sloppy bitch. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was 25 years later. Whoa. So what do you think happened? Guys, what happened next? Did he get extradited to the US? Oh, I have a, a terrible feeling he did. Okay. Yeah, but because, so it's like what Taylor, I think, was saying about like it's the bro's first yes. job. They've got a fucking axe to grind and a point to prove. They've got to get their dicks on the table and make this little fucker pay. Okay. But but exactly. then that's really sad too because he's got kids. Right. I mean, but then, like, if I was in charge, any criminals with kids would just never be arrested. Because <laughs> that's not fair. Kids are dogs or cats oh, no. or hamsters. I always, I always think that when you, you read... Uh, I'm the opposite to Katie in a way because I always <laughs> think they've got animals. You know when you you hear that, like they'll be like, "Oh no, this grandmother in Thailand has been smuggling cocaine or something," yeah. and then they keep going, "She's a grandmother," and it's like, "Well, I don't see like." So the kids are going, "When's Granny gonna come and give us all?" <laughs> no, 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 like, Julia, I'm with you because so she's not true. the main caregiver. That's fine. Oh, uh, main caregiver, fair enough. Okay. It's like... She's main yeah. cocaine giver, though. That's like the most important <laughs> yeah, she was a real fun party grandma. <laughs> but that's a different issue. <laughs> fair enough. I think it's, I've got a thing... Because um, I even saw a thing the other day on Facebook that they had a woman who'd lost loads of weight and they said... And she's a grandmother. And and to me, that was a weird thing because it was like, but hang on, she only gave birth to her children. She didn't give birth to her grandchildren. Yeah, no, fuck she, that shit. Yes, but fair right, enough. Yeah. Fain, uh, main caregiver. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Okay. In, in, you know, in, a, in a period of time where I could really fuck up a kid's life. Yes, that's, that's like, fair enough. It's cool. I want to live in Katie's utopia because I do quite like the sound of it. Oh me. my God. If I'm ever allowed my own utopia, you guys, I'm going to run it so good. <laughs> But I haven't got gonna... kids, so I'm like, oh God. Oh no. If I hunt a Martin, I mean, I love kids, but I just I haven't had them. And now no, I've got no. a dog. Um, it's slightly taken the dogs. That and dog that's has awesome. everything a kid would have had. Love that dog. Yeah, it's I, perfect. I, people can't see the video of this because it's a podcast, but um, Juliet's dog is on the sofa behind her. And I'm amazed I've actually read any of this case because I would yeah, just be staring at that dog. It's a very cute dog. Wait, He's, what year is it? 1935. Okay. 1935. Okay, I do, I think it's a ball ape to extradite people. They might make a special dispensation for him because, as right. discussed, he's this fucking, you know, little bow on their hat or notch on the bedpost for the bros at the FBI. Yeah. But feather in their cap, not bow in their cap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very sweet. <laughs> in Katie's I, utopia. In my utopia, it will be bows. Um, he does not get extradited to the US. Oh, good. Yay! Yes, and it was down to those bloody lovely Canadian people. Ooh, Canada! Yay, Canada! Yes. The Canadian press were on Frank's side. They backed him um, and said that he was innocent of the first crime, which is a big part of it. Right. Um, And so the people of Jasper, where he moved, they raised $10,000 to bail him until his extradition hearing. The people said they would pledge the entire value of their town if necessary. Ah. That's oh amazing. Wow. You know good what? for him. He's built up goodwill. Earned your little legacy wow. there. Wow. I mean, he must have been a good guy, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a utopia right there in Canada. His <laughs> yeah. sweets must have been delicious. <laughs> yeah. um, also, the townspeople sent a petition directly to President Roosevelt to pardon Frank. 
And it helped the FBI. Did you say Preston Roosevelt? Roosevelt. President Roosevelt. Roosevelt. President Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Oh, do you know what? I was just wondering who the president was, and it would have to be somebody that you could trust. Yeah. Or pronounce, but apparently I can't. He's all, Roosevelt. No, he's all on the welfare state, which is minimal in the US, and he's establishing that. He's a busy guy. It's fine. Social security, whatnot. It's fine. But. Apparently it worked and the FBI dropped the extradition request and he was officially pardoned in 1965. Ooh. So just to round this story off, although he got away with it, Frank later said that he'd paid a high price for his freedom, having cut off all contact with his parents and siblings because wow. he couldn't contact them. When he was found out, he saw his mother again, which just like, Ooh. it's just so lush. And apparently wow. it was just a lovely and- reunion. Did she think he was dead or did she know he was in Canada? Ooh, no, she didn't know where he was. He never said so. He, so she's she, alive but unknown. Yeah, Katie, she had no is idea. there a difference to an American? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you skiing in Canada? You're dead to me. Uh, national health care? Fuck you. <laughs> so um, he also said that he worried every day what would happen to his wife and three children if he was caught and returned to prison. Ah, uh, yeah, that would weigh on you. Yeah. Um, apparently his wife, when she found out what had happened, she said simply, nothing will ever break up our home. Wow. Oh, no. Why oh, are we so in love with this man who stole from a postal truck? I don't understand what happened. It wasn't a truck, it was a train, and I know the difference. But also but he, he says he didn't no, do, he didn't do it. it. I know. I just feel like Machine Gun Kelly was all the rage at the time. This guy's just the... Yeah. I mean, there's a last Justin. twist of irony at the end of this story um, no. that involves the other four men who were actually guilty. No, the other three men that were guilty of the train robbery. The first time, yeah. The first time. What do you think happened to them? Okay. Well, they all got recaptured super soon, right? Or yeah. They did more so after that, and... they were in. They were in prison. What you do you think happened? They got life sentences. So they. So they go back oh, to prison. There's no one to make a gun and help break them out. Sorry, Juliet. What oh, I was gonna. Say? I was just gonna say perhaps they got killed. But okay. But that's horrible. Um, let's listen to what Katie was gonna say because that sounds. <laughs> More reasonable. Well, I was I was just recapping in my big monologue <laughs> where I talked over everybody. Um, we call it so manning. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I was being the dude of the of the the panel show. Um, well, okay. There, so they they are back in prison. There's no one to help break them out with their fake guns. They could get bitter that this young whippersnapper. Maybe they start. I can't, okay, they're either going to be super proud that one of their own got away and lived a brilliant life and they're like, yeah, good on him. Hmm. Or they're like, fucking, that guy's a psychopath. He's a liar. He was the brains behind the whole thing. You should arrest him. We're all innocent. I'll give you information on him. Okay. Go and get him. Like, so I can't work out if they love him or hate him, but I feel like they won't just be like, meh, I don't care about that guy. Okay. I feel like it's love or hate. Taylor? I feel like Machine Gun Kelly, for some reason has the heart of the nation and he gets out on technicality. The rest of the guys go down hard. And then Frank is drawn into this mess, even though he's an innocent bystander, maybe he gets a slightly more favorable sentence, but yeah, he's implicated because of his friends. Well, the irony was, um, Frank, obviously, he said that he'd um, paid this high price for his freedom and he was always, always worried. The guys who did the bank robbery, um, within nine years, they were all pardoned because there wasn't enough evidence. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. So he would have just had nine years in their normal life. Yeah, he would have legit got out. So he had 30 years of pain and worry. Not seeing his mum. This is what happens when he moved to Canada. They're like, yeah, you know what? (laughs) I still you think Canada snowboard? sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds like a fucking utopia. Yeah, you I love want it. A I love snowboard? it. You but want it's a really cold in the winter. Mm. Yes, that's true. It is the cold. price they pay is how cold it is. Yeah, guess what? It's the same in Chicago. We can <laughs> shovel. Oh, well, we know how to shovel. Your boots. Go to Canada. Yes, oh, I'd love to go to just... Canada. I've got no <sighs> skills. At least you can speak French, Katie. Oh, yeah, I can fit in really well. Guys, so Frank Gridgeware died in 1977 at the age of 91. So that's the end of our story. Cheers! Drunk women solving crime.
Right, guys, we've got a listener crime. So, dear Drunk Room, I think I may have almost been victim of a theft. I recently ordered a cardigan for my mum for Christmas from a well-known online clothes shop. The parcel was delivered with my normal local courier today, and things got a bit weird. The parcel was delivered in a blue plastic parcel bag rather than the distinct black and white packaging the parcel from this site normally come in. Mm. Might be John Lewis, I'm not sure, very posh. <laughs> I assumed the company may have run out of bags because of Black Friday, um, which happened after yeah. I ordered. I opened the bag to find that the black and white packaging I was expecting was in there, only to find that the top of the bag had been cut clean off. My cardigan was inside. Oh. However, there was also a five-pack of granny-style pants in there. What, like extra? Extra. She hadn't ordered them. Um, and what's weird is that these pants were from a completely different retailer. I checked and the website doesn't stock them. And the pants are the same size as the cardigan. My question to you is, did someone go to steal my parcel? My guess is that somebody maybe tried to open the bag to find only a black cardigan and decided it was too boring. I think I would too, to be honest. Did they add the pants as a bonus? Is this some kind of knicker Robin Hood stealing from those with an abundance of pants to give to others? <laughs> P.S. I love the show and I'm glad to be one of your patrons. Aww. Love, Detective Hannah I mean, I love you too, Hannah Welcome dear. aboard! <laughs> so what and, do we think? And what excessive pants? pants. Is there such a thing? Because I'm always <laughs> short a pant. <laughs> Of <laughs> We've come full circle on this episode, haven't yes. we? <laughs> what a great choice, given how we started. I wish I yes. had unlimited pants. My utopia is just like a little... Free pants. Yeah, just a wall where I can pull out clean pants, and then I don't have to worry about where they end up, wherever they go. It depends on the day. I mean, that's the thing. It, it sounds like it could be. Somebody made a similar order to this lady... And they also ordered pants. Yeah. And they got the orders mixed up. So she's got a cardigan and pants and somebody else has got a cardigan and no pants. Yeah. And they're going to be like, damn it, where's my pants? How embarrassing. Dude, where's my sure. pants? Cardigan and, and no pants. They just, it, it could just be a quick, they've shoved everything in. Oh no, but it was different packaging, wasn't it? That you said, that's yeah. That's so you think, so it's somebody trying not to get caught. They're like mm. ransacking in case there's like a Dior handbag or something. Yes. And then, and then they're hastily replacing it mm. without properly checking. And they're just taking the big ticket items or something. You think it's that kind of racket? I think it could be, you know, because you it's, think it's, it's that kind of racket, asks Katie Wilkins. Expert on Dior handbags. That kind of racket, <laughs> Dior racket. Well, I think the first things first is that we should say for Casey's Utopia, everybody gets like fresh pair of pants that fits them exactly right. Every wow, that would oh, be great. The pants are really comfy in my so Utopia. Nice. Yeah. Also, I was panicking because I'm not going home for Christmas this year, which is the first time I haven't like I haven't been home for Christmas, and like yeah. genuinely, it's where I get my pants and socks for the year from. So like, I don't oh, know what I'm going to oh, do. No. So maybe that's what this person thought. They thought people maybe mo- might not be going home for Christmas, and maybe they need. I just basically what I'm saying is, can somebody <laughs> send me some pants? <laughs> where we need to give our friend pants and not rely on our parents to do it. See, yeah, everybody went all like, who needs yeah. bras? And I was like, but also, who needs pants? And I just feel like I'm way ahead of my time. <laughs> <laughs> like, mystery pants givers is quite a nice thing to kind of baffle people. I love the fact that if, if yeah. they're if their intention was to completely baffle they have i love it it's like i might send random pants to people the story of the baffling pants yeah also like fuck me if men didn't exist like this would never be sinister this would just always be nice like yeah (laughs) it would just be about the pants yeah (laughs) and scene (laughs) so what do we think what are we saying to hannah d we're saying Keep the pants, and that's a nice. Gesture. Yes, it is keep the weird pants. that it was cut and then sealed up. It does feel like something's gone on, but then also, you know, they could be extra COVID safe steps. It might be legit. It Ooh. might be part of the. Yes, we have run out of bags. Quick, put that. Oh shit, you've put that in the wrong order. But we're rushing these orders out because it's Black Friday, and it's yeah. interesting. You know, it could be a COVID tears. thing. So yeah, I feel like it's not necessarily nefarious. It could be. But it could also just be a mishap and you've got some free pants. 
What a lovely note to end on. Um, <laughs> As beautiful. so many episodes do. And you've got some lovely pants. Yes, you've had a lovely day. Lovely. And oh. you've got some pants. What a day. What a lovely, yeah, really nice. And post comes in the morning and that'll set you up for the day, that would. So um, thank you, Hannah D. And thank you for being our patron. And if you don't like them, you can re-gift them. They're yours now. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's what keeps happening. But you're supposed oh, to pass. That's you're not why we all to, get pants at Christmas. You're not supposed to keep those pants. You're supposed to then forward them to Re-gift someone else. them to your unwilling nieces and nephews. And mm. <laughs> um, all that remains, Juliet, is for us to ask you, where can people find you? What are you up to? Well, because of the Rona, there's not, there's not much going on. Um, <laughs> so the best thing to do that would be lovely for you not lovely for you, lovely for me. That sounded really <laughs> like... It will be lovely Lovely for, for me. I really can't do the sentence. I hope people will find me on Twitter. Yes. Uh, at Juliet Myers, which is J-U-L-I-E-T-M-E-Y-E-R-S, um, or on Instagram at, uh, at Julesy Myers. Um, the account's oh, called nice. Juliet Myers and Homer. <gasps> oh, can yay! I recommend you look up the Instagram and find some pictures of Homer because yes. he is a babe. That would be lovely. And hopefully um, in the new year, I'll do um, stand-up again. But also uh, I do do a show called This Flipping Rescue Dog Has Ruined My Life with Homer. And are you doing that online? Can people find you um, doing that in January? Um, like, I don't sure have any dates out. in at the moment. I'm hoping to do it online. Okay. Um, okay. Weirdly, Homer is better in a comedy club though because there's he prefers it live. Yes, he does because he's got people that he can schmooze with, and there's applause. Well, yeah, I guess he's yeah. very traditional, and he just needs the endorphins. Yes, yes. Um, endorphins. So, yeah. He's old school. Yes, he is. He's like I don't like all this online rubbish. Yeah, he's like fuck. Take your apps. Yes. Get me back on stage. Exactly. Oh man. When the dogs are getting fed up and staying at home, sat on their sofa all day, that's when we know. This has gone on long enough. And you guys that are listening to this, I'm pretty sure it's all been solved. So I'm really excited. It's been solved. Well, thank you very much, Juliet Mayer. Thank you very much for having me. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.